Good morning and good coffee, everybody. It's Morning Coffee with Larry, and I'm glad you're joining me for a hot cup of joe or a hot cup of tea or, I don't know, whatever you're drinking this morning or this afternoon, whenever you happen to be listening to me. But welcome. Again, thanks for joining me. Today is Wednesday. It's hump day. It is the 28th of August, 2019, and we are quickly approaching Labor Day weekend. You know, just in thinking about that, this this year it has really snuck up on me. And I guess maybe part of it is we're not planning on uh, anything overly special for this weekend. Uh, when the kids were little, um, I would take them to go camping at Wolf Creek. And uh, then we... Uh, we actually stopped doing that and started doing some other things, but you know they're gone. Uh, we've got mom here at the house, so it's kind of harder to get out for those kind of activities. So we're just uh, doing stuff around the farm. We're going to be having a secret celebration uh, for someone, so I'm not going to say any more. <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah, it's here. Labor Day's here, the official end of summer. Uh, kids are back in school. Um, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. I didn't get near the stuff done this summer season that I had hoped, but we did get some things done uh, that I've shared, you know, shared with you. Uh, but Labor Day, it's it's a fun weekend time. It's um, traditionally for us, and I hope you're having a, a good one. Whenever we would go camping, there was one particular camping spot I always wanted at Wolf Creek. Uh, it was on the corner uh, in the overflow section. And in order to make sure I would get it, back when it wasn't overly expensive to camp uh, in a state park in Illinois on a holiday weekend, I would uh, re I would go and get the site on um, uh, Wednesday. I would take off work and uh, for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and I would go up there. The kids would still be in school. I'd take them to school and pick them up again, spend the night, and then take them back to school. But, you know, the idea was I wanted this campsite because it was big. It was fun. It was on the corner. Um, it was a fun time. Those were fun times. Maybe someday we'll do that again on a Labor Day weekend. But a uh, couple of things, just kind of jumping in um, to, uh, to our topic for today, this particular meme I've had for a while. And, you know, sometimes these memes are, are fun, short little things, and, you know, you really can't do a whole lot of talking about them. They're just kind of self-evident, and they don't really work for the podcast. Uh, but this one caught my attention again as I was, you know, flipping through my reservoir of golden nuggets that I, I uh, save the memes to my phone. Don't even ask me how many I have stored on my phone. <laughs> but this one, it's kind of interesting, and you may have, uh, have noticed this, but it has a picture of Morgan Freeman on it. And... That doesn't necessarily mean Morgan Freeman came up with the quote. Morgan Freeman is just, he's very respected for his um, 
either actual intellect or how he portrays intellect in movies. Uh, but if you've ever noticed, whenever you have a picture of somebody on a meme and then you read the meme, you hear it in their voice. And that, that's just one of the, the fun little psychological quirks uh, that, that we can experience. And so, you know, as I'm reading it, I'm, I'm hearing Morgan Freeman's voice in my head. As I was flipping through some of my other photos, th this isn't just with sound memories or sound creation of memories, I guess you could say, when you're, you're looking at it and you're reading something different in his voice. Right now, here on the farm and with the goats, we're in the middle of rut. And rut is their... Uh, annual mating season. Deer and elk and other large animals, they have rut also. But the goats are just, the bucks are just horribly stinky. Uh, they think it is very attractive to the does, and it, I guess it must be, to just cover themselves in urine. They pee in their faces. All of our beautiful white goats are all just yellow and brownish, you know, just from just from this nasty, <laughs> nasty thing. And you can smell them all throughout the, the barn lot area. You can be 50 feet away and it's just really strong. So when you're feeding them, you're right there in the middle of the cloud of, of this scent. And, you know, afterwards, you know, I take a shower before going to work and I have to kind of clean out my nostrils because the, the, the scent, technically, the molecules get stuck on the hairs and you can just keep smelling it. Well, I'm flipping through my pictures and I see a picture of one of our bucks that we took where he's, you know, he just looks stinky. And all of a sudden I could smell the buck smell. And it was like, holy cow, is, didn't I get my nose cleaned out enough? And it was like, no, I didn't notice it before. It's only when I saw the picture. And so that's kind of how memory can work also. It can, it can trigger smells as well. Smell is an extremely strong scent. You know, uh, scent memories are very strong. Um, they're very powerful. Uh, they're very primitive. And so uh, it's just kind of neat, you know, flipping through a phone. And then all of a sudden you start having this smell memory that smells like it's actually happening right there in the air. So just a little psychological quirk uh, that's out there. Anyway, let's get back to this particular meme. Because as I was reading it, and I read it several times, and there is, there's a lot of, you know, it's chocked full of, of good information. And so what I'm going to do is, to, again, I'll just read through it and then I'll talk about it some so you can get some, hopefully, some, some good wisdom from it. <clears throat> so just imagine my voice is Morgan Freeman. I don't know if he actually said this. I doubt. Everybody just sticks his face on things. Self-control is strength. Calmness is mastery. You have to get to a point where your mood doesn't shift based upon the insignificant actions of someone else. Don't allow others to control the direction of your life. Don't allow your emotions to overpower your intelligence. Yeah, there's a lot in there. Self-control is strength. You know, 
When I think of strength, initially, I think of the ability to do things. The ability to lift something is strength. Um, if I go to a gym and I'm, I'm going to work out, those muscles, I'm demonstrating strength by moving mass or pushing against resistance. You know, that's one way of looking at strength. Another way that I think about more and more often, because I'm working with more mechanical things around the farm, is the strength to stay in a particular form. If I'm building something with wood that I'm going to apply a lot of weight to, I want the strength of that wood to be able to resist what I'm doing to it. We've been building a chicken tractor, and one of the things whenever I'm putting in screws, I don't want the wood to split. If the wood splits, it weakens. It will eventually, you know, that joint with the screws will eventually fail. And so I want to make sure that where on that piece of two by four that I'm putting in the screw, I've got to make sure that it's not so close to the end that it's going to split. And I have to look at the grains of the wood to pick where in the grains I'm going to put the screw because it looks like it's a stronger place and it's not going to cause a split to occur. The strength of metal, if I'm going to use something to support something else, over time, is that metal going to bend? Is it going to fatigue? Those, you know, there's the strength to move something, but there's the strength to resist. And when I think about self-control, it's that strength to resist. You know, there's things that happen to us all the time. There's things going on around us. Do we have the strength to resist things that are not helpful? You know, think about addiction. Pick any addiction. Let's just go with smoking. I don't think there's too many people that believe that smoking cigarettes is good for you. But a lot of people keep doing it for various reasons, and, and addiction can fit into that. Self-control is a strength to resist the urge to get that next cigarette. Self-control is the resistance to not eat after 6 p.m. if you're trying to lose weight. Resistance, you know, the self-control is the, the ability to resist uh, a host of different things if it's not good for you, if you have thought about it, if it's not going to move you towards a goal that you have in your life. You know, if you are a college student, you know, you've got a big exam, but they're having, you know, half-price pitchers at the bar and all your friends are going. The ability to resist something that you, you know, in essence, your flesh wants, something that you're, you're, you know, you have this, this desire to participate in the social aspect, the fun aspect, the, the alcohol aspect. But do you have the strength to say, no, I'm studying for this exam tonight. I want to be, get a good night's sleep so I can do well on it because it's important. Self-control is strength. And you can think, you can see people in your life, everybody can, that 
either do very well with self-control because they have strength, or they don't do well with self-control because their strength is lacking in that area. It's not strong enough for the task at hand. So, and you can, you can imagine, I mean, or you can, you know, stop and reflect on yourself. There's areas probably where you have very good self-control and there's some areas where your self-control is, is sucky. <laughs> it's not good. The second part of this meme says calmness is mastery. Calmness is mastery. And, and I spent a lot of time here this morning just thinking about that. When I think about mastery, that's doing something so often, so well, that you don't have to wrestle with it to achieve it. I was um, listening to a story one of my uh, clients was telling me about a time where they were um, in martial arts class as as a kid and you know the 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 kid was in the 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 class uh, or you know going to the to the school whatever you call that and it was because you know there were some anger and impulse control issues and the idea was you know if you take this martial arts program it will help you with the uh, you know self control and the, the person was saying that when they were a child, there was a situation there at the martial arts program where he got very angry and he just started using his moves in a sparring situation. And the, uh, he was, he was getting out of, he was very much getting out of control. And the person who was, uh, I don't know, you call them dojus or dojos, or I, I, I'm not big on this, you know, I'm, I'm, watching the Karate Kid was probably the, the biggest thing I had for knowledge in this area. But the guy who's running the place, he was a multiple degree black belt. And he just very calmly walked up to the situation, separated the this this person from the other one that he was way laying on and in a very calm way instantly subdued him took him to the floor and sat on him until he stopped fighting and 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 submitted and that that kind of calmness i think is in a way what we're talking about is even though things can seem chaotic even though there's you know things going on all around you, <clears throat> you're not being influenced by that because you, you see it from a different perspective. You're looking at things differently and you're able to remain calm. You know, if you go back to, uh, what was that, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie series, uh, I can't remember which one it was. But there's one where the uh, the captain of uh, the the British captain, who's kind of the bad guy in the show, uh, it's it's near the end, and his ship is being attacked. I think from both sides. I mean, the ship is being hit by cannonballs. It's blowing apart. It's splintering, and he is in his own world, 
in his in his head with what's greater taking place. <clears throat> and in the scene, it's kind of surreal because he's walking down the stairs from where the captain's cabin is. He's walking down the stairs to the main deck. And those explosions and splinters and shards of wood flying all around him. And of course, in the movie, I'm sitting here going, how come he's not getting impaled by all this wood? But he's coming down the stairs in slow motion. Everything's taking place in slow motion. He's not phased one bit by the absolute chaos going on around. And when I think when I was reading this, that image, that that brief scene in the movie popped into my head because that was like the ultimate calmness. You know, he wasn't distressed. He wasn't worried about what was going on around. He was focused on this greater thing that was taking place. And that's not something you just get. Because it's in many ways, it seems very unnatural to have calmness, but that's something that you have to master. It's something that I think for many of us, you know, we, we won't get it until later life. Not to say we can't get it sooner, but we often don't see the value in it, you know, earlier in life. But calmness, that's a mastery. So self-control is strength. Calmness and mast is mastery. You have to get to a point where your mood doesn't shift based upon the insignificant actions of someone else. Let me read that one again. You have to get to the point where your mood doesn't shift based upon the insignificant actions of someone else. You see... For people, especially those with anxiety disorders <clears throat> or anxiety struggles, it's a very easy thing to get into the habit of imagining worst-case scenarios. You know, something bad is happening and your mind races to how bad it can get. And basically, it never gets there. It never gets that bad ever. So when we do that, we're reacting as if that worst thing ever, we're reacting emotionally, as if that worst thing ever was happening. We get paralyzed with fear. We can't accomplish what we need to do because we're focused and possibly even obsessed with you know, how bad it could get, not how it actually is. So each of us, if we want to pursue you know, what, what this statement is saying, we have to get to the point where our mood doesn't shift based on the insignificant actions of someone else. We need to recognize that what's happening over here is insignificant, is insignificant to what we need to be focused on. We need to be that captain walking down the stairs because what was happening around him was, in essence, insignificant to the greater thing that he was focused on. So our mood, if it shifts with, you know, insignificant things, well, we're going to be reacting to them as if they're big things. 
We're going to be reacting as if they are significant. You know, thinking about ships um, brought to my mind just now the uh, a compass. You know, a compass that points north. Actually, it's pointing to magnetic north. Uh, that changes over time, so maps kind of have to be changed over time if they're ones that you're going to be using uh, for taking readings on. But it points to the same spot. It points to the same spot. It's just like if you look up in the night sky and you find the North Star. The North Star is in a position relative to the spinning of our Earth that from the Earth it does not appear to move. It stays in that one single spot. That's important. Can you imagine if you tried to use the direction that a flag is blowing as a compass? Yeah, it's kind of a stupid idea, isn't it? Because the wind changes direction all the time. Changes direction all the time. Same way with uh, the planets. They were referred to as dancing stars by the ancients because some stars stayed in their constellations and even though the constellations moved as the seasons changed, these dancing stars, or I, not dancing, wandering stars, wandering stars was the term, they, they move. They move through and around the constellations. What if you try to use those like you use the North Star? It's not going to work. Well, if we are, you know, basing our, our um, if we allow our mood to shift and we use our mood as that compass and it's shifting, it's not going to work for us. We have to get to the point where our mood doesn't automatically shift and our, and our actions that follow mood don't shift because of something insignificant. Don't allow others to control the direction of your life. You know, for us here in the United States, we have a long-standing tradition of being rugged individualists. We have a long-standing tradition of setting our own course and leading our own lives. As we were you know, pushing the frontier as the pioneers and the families and the businesses and industry was moving west. It wasn't uh, per se, you know, the people being told where to go. It was that people were choosing their own destinies choosing the direction of their life. That's how our family wound up in Illinois, choosing the direction of our life and, and thus actually having an influence for generations to come. But don't allow others to control the direction of your life. That doesn't mean don't seek wisdom from others. That doesn't mean seek, not seeking advice. But here it's like somebody telling you this is how you should be and you're going to do it. No, Make wise choices. Don't make emotional decisions. Make wise intellectual choices. Those are the ones you don't go back on. Those are the ones that make sense. Those are the ones that have value. 
but don't allow others to control it. This is your life. Be a rugged individualist. Don't be a sheep. And don't allow your emotions to overpower your intelligence. There's, I, I've talked about this in previous podcasts. And I'm pretty sure I talked about it on my I Hate Anxiety podcast. But the idea that there's logical reasoning and there's emotional reasoning. And logical reasoning, you know, follows sound evidence, physical evidence. Emotional reasoning can flip-flop just like a flag changing directions, you know, based upon what, what, which way the wind is blowing. So don't allow your emotions to override your intelligence. Pretty well, you'll always regret it. Emotion doesn't make a very good driver of the car. You want intellect behind the steering wheel. Emotions can help you as far as to choose things that, you know, like on a vacation, the things you like and the things you don't like. It can have an influence, but you don't want it in the driver's seat. So let's go back to the beginning. I'll read through it again and uh, let it all be put together and you can kind of uh, see what, what jumps out at you that is helpful. Self-control is strength and calmness is mastery. You have to get to a point where your mood doesn't shift based upon the insignificant actions of someone else. Don't allow others to control the direction of your life. And don't allow your emotions to overpower your intelligence. All right. That is it for today. Um, A lot was packed into this little bitty thing. I'm glad I came back and I found it because I do like it. Sometimes what I'm working on uh, on a, for one of these podcasts, later that day I find an opportunity to share it with uh, somebody that I'm doing counseling with. So we'll see if I'll be uh, showing them Morgan Freeman's face <laughs> on the meme. I'll post this out there on the uh, 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 Morning Coffee Facebook page if you want to take a look at it, or if you want to share it with somebody else. And and please share the podcast with other people. Um, I don't make money off of this podcast. Uh, and the way Facebook is set up with, uh, with pages, uh, they want you to pump money into them in order for them to show it to people who are already even signed up uh, to like your page. So you may not see it. Uh, but Please share it with other people if, if this is helpful. You know, send it out to your friends. Um, put a little message on it um, and just pass it around. You know, my goal is if the things that I'm doing is helpful to you, share it with the people you care about because it may be helpful to them. All right, that's it for today. You have a great Wednesday and we'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye. Before you go, I just wanted to give a quick plug for another podcast that I record called the I Hate Anxiety Podcast. If you struggle with anxiety and would like some uh, information as well as practical suggestions and tips for dealing with anxiety, why don't you tune in for a listen? You can download it the same place where you download this podcast, the I Hate Anxiety Podcast. Have a great day.